Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Sam Yankelevich. Sam is an author, LinkedIn learning instructor, and he's a passionate communicator. He's the author of Walking the Invisible Gempa. Sam, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, uh, Christopher. This is a, 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 a pleasure and uh, hope that I can uh, give back to the listeners. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just jump right in. I do not know what Gempa means. So <laughs> first, right. what that word means and why you wrote this book. Right, right, right. And actually, it's interesting. That's, uh, you know, I debated a lot whether I was going to use that name or not. Uh, but let me give you some background on, on, on what Gemba is. So my, I, my background is mostly in process improvement. And um, I did a lot of work that entails um, the way that the Japanese at Toyota uh, do the process improvement themselves. And they talk about the Gemba, uh, which is a Japanese word that simply means the place. And it's the place where work happens. It's the place where act the action happens. And um, in, in the circles that I was doing work, you know, for, for over 30 years in global operations, uh, most of the people knew and understood what the Gemba was, which really is go out and see where the action is happening uh, and not just read data and, and take somebody else's opinions. Just go out there and see what's really happening. Ask questions with the people that are the actors of the activities and see for yourself where, you know, what's, what's going on in, uh, in these processes, what's going on with the, uh, you know, the actual activities. So, so Gemba is that. Uh, in fact, uh, the word Gemba, you still hear it with uh, Japanese uh, broadcasters. You know, they're broadcasting from a location. Uh, they'll say that they're broadcasting from the Gemba. So the, the situation with this, uh, you know, with this uh, walking the invisible game, Gemba came about because in process improvement, you try to go out there and see actual uh, things getting done, uh, transformation of work, people actually doing things, putting together things, assembling things, and so on and so forth. Or in banks, for example, uh, you know, opening up a bank account, that would be a whole process that you'd go in there and try to improve. Or in healthcare industry, you know, how, they, how they take care of, uh, of sick, people, sick, sick people as they come in and they take care of them. That, that, all of those are, are Gembas. Uh, but I, what I found is that taking a really deep dive, the actual activity, the actual action happens after people have communicated to get things done. And uh, communication is invisible. Uh, so what I saw is that in most processes, a lot of the causes and a lot of the sources of problems uh, to be able to do the improvement had more to do with communication yeah. than, the, than the actual you know, the, than the actual uh, physical process. And yeah. it was, you know, how people receive instructions and stuff like that. So the invisible Gemba is really that place where you have your conversations before the action gets done. And that's what, you know, that's what I wrote about. And um, it, it is my fourth book. And I'm learning, you know, as, uh, as I go, I'm learning uh, more and more, uh, you know, the storytelling portion, but as well how to, uh, you know, how to bring about these invisible processes that we don't really pay a whole lot of attention to. And no, that's, yeah. that's fascinating. I mean, I, I'm going to share a story that really highlights your, your point of this is visible Gemba. So Brian Lee is a person that co-founded the Honest Company with Jessica Alba, which is a multi-billion company. He also co-founded Shoe Dazzle and LegalZoom. And so with Shoe Dazzle, 
it was a company he worked with Kim Kardashian and Shoe Dazzler, for those of you who may or may not know, it's a subscription-based website where you can buy shoes online. And at one point, they couldn't figure out why the heels on the shoe were coming off. They just, there's a quality control thing. So Brian Lee, going back to your kind of story of the Gempa, he literally flies to China, goes on the assembly line, and he sees this man that's gluing up the shoe. And he literally sees that this man had one eye. And the reason why the peels would fall off at once is a big point, because he had one eye. So when he's gluing the shoe to one eye, he literally can't see the other side. So literally the reason why the shoe would fall oh. off peel was because this man had one eye. But right. going back to your point, that is about being in the place at that time yes. what's going on. So just to kind of, I wanted to, to our, our listeners know how important it is to share stories to really capture your point of view, which is this invisible you know, gemba. Because the good thing about your book in terms of the title, Sam, is that you always have to have your own brand and your own niche. And so you clearly have a word that most people might not know, but then walking the invisible, it's like, oh, then the punchline is gemba. So it's kind of cool that you have basic terms like walking the invisible, so it's intriguing, but then you also have this word that like, again, most people wouldn't know, but when you describe it, then it's like, cool, oh, I get it. So that's how you actually difference yourself, Sam, from other people. Because Correct. If you, Correct. That, if you just yeah. say, oh, walking the, you know, finding the right place. Okay, uh, what does that mean? But in your case, right. it stands out. And the whole point yeah. of a title and a cover is to stand out. So you've already achieved that marketing. And then depending on how well you communicate, then it you know, determines if uh, people- Right, right. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let me share with you, uh, you know, the first book I published, um, which was in 2014, when I left the industry, because I, I worked for 30 years in global ops, and then mm -hmm. I started consulting. Mm -hmm. And uh, that first book I wrote was, was, I attempted to do exactly that, Christopher. So the name of that book is called Lean Potion Number Nine, <laughs> Communi Communication, the Next Lean Frontier. And of course, you laugh because you probably heard the song, right? Love Potion Number Nine. <laughs> or you might have. And, you know, it was a, it was a song from the 50s. And it was interesting because it did get the attention, but you know what? It got the wrong attention yeah. uh, because it, it was, you know, it was part of, it was a, it, people that were in the lean community, which is lean manufacturing community, which is the, all these efficiency and process improvement experts. Yeah. They took it the wrong way. They thought it was kind of a spoof and that it was kind of laughing at it. Yeah. Uh, however, I never, I didn't write to write a, uh, you know, that book was not written. Uh, to be a bestseller. It was for me to stand out from the crowd to be able yeah. to get in and be able to consult, which by the way, in that sense, was very successful because it got me in the door with two very uh, good corporate clients. And uh, I had a gig with them for about a, a three, three and a half years. And uh, you know, it gave me time to learn more, to really practice some of these things, learn more. And from there, you write another book you know, from the stories that you learn and so on and so forth. And so it's, uh, it just kind of builds on itself. Yeah, you know, the well, let's, let's, let's just illuminate with our listeners again why some of the things you said are important. Because again, I speak for a living. I travel the world giving talks for Google or Merrill Lynch, but I also help other people become speakers and coaches. And they need what you have, which is, even though you may or may not even know this, one of the most important things is you have to create a brand and you have to, you have, to have experience. In your case, 30 years of experience, global operations. Just saying the word global or it conveys that you can probably be a global speaker. And that's important because, you know, some of our speakers, they might be from a more of a local avenue and they say, well, Christopher, how do you command 10, 20,000 to speak? Well, you have to be a global person, right? So in your case, you have already positioned yourself as a global operations expert, senior executive, 30 years of experience, and you've written four books. But what I'm saying for our listeners, since many of our listeners are entrepreneurs and, 
and, and, and coaches and executives, you have to create that brand, which you have done quite mm -hmm. well, Sam. So just, just, I wanted our listeners to just really understand how to craft a pedigree or brand, because if without that experience, it's, it's harder, you can still do it, you know, but it's still important to understand what you're projecting out there and just sharing words like global operations already yep. conveying the sense of a uh, higher value money wise. So let's yep. dive into a few more details. We only have a few more minutes, but like, what are some other points you can share with our listeners relative to your, your, your book? Yeah. So let me give you an example. Cause you mentioned something about China. Let me just give you an example of communication because we always think that it's just verbal or, you know, but you also have issues where you're sending emails and drawings and text messages. And uh, we, we take for granted, for example, uh, in our business that we're sending uh, emojis uh, yeah. in, when we text and, um, and, and abbreviations and acronyms and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we got to get away from that because the people that are on the receiving end might not, you know, might not uh, understand what you're trying to say. I had a situation in, in uh, similar to what you said about uh, with China. And it's, you know, I don't want to single China out because there's a lot of good quality coming out as well. From, from there, but uh, some things were, were, were uh, kind of not so good from the quality side. Uh, when we nailed down what the problem was, is the documentation they received said, make sure that you're producing the things on state-of-the-art equipment. Mm -hmm. and what does that mean? Yeah. State-of-the-art, you know, yeah. so they were producing it on what, for them it was state-of-the-art, but obviously yeah. uh, the expectation was, uh, was different. But yeah, I mean, if you ask me about other things, you know, the, the things that are invisible, are, I, I mentioned communication. Uh, and because I am global, I saw that cultural uh, differences, for example, the, the, are, are, are very, very um, impactful on the way that we understand things. Yeah. And so we see people, we look at them, they look like us, we start you know, sending them messages, either talking or by email or whatever. Well, it turns out their mindset is completely different than ours. Yeah. And, uh, and so misunderstandings happen from, from the cultural side as well. And I don't know why, Christopher, but it's like one of those things where we don't really delve into a lot of that. We don't really care too much for that. There's not a lot of training, not a lot of interest. And in the curriculums in, in schools, it's not, you know, it's not very heavy on, on trying to figure out, well, how do you improve your communication uh, to get things done? Because at the end of the day, this world, and we know it now from this crazy virus that's going on, we are so interdependent and without, you know, adequate communication and coordination, uh, it, you know, I, I don't know. I don't see how we're going to get on, uh, how we're going to improve and get, get to the other side of this mess. Well, that's why way. they have you and I to lead the way. I mean, that's the, that's the fortunate yeah. and unfortunate reality, you know? So Dan, thanks right. so much for being on our show today. How can our guests learn more about your book and your services? Yeah, I have a website. It's samyankelevich.com. I'm very active on LinkedIn. If you look at Sam Yankelevich. Um, on LinkedIn. I'd love for you to connect with me there. Um, I, I do a lot of posts there. I give away a lot of information. I share a lot of uh, good stories about what's going on uh, in, in this thing with communication. And uh, also because I want to learn from everybody else. So it's a, you know, it's a good way of messaging back and forth um, to learn from, uh, from other people's stories and, uh, and bring that forth. Great. Thanks so much for your time, Sam. Have a great day. Uh, thank you.